This episode is brought to you by MeTime or hashtag have a moment for yourself. It is a morning routine kit. It's so amazing. I use it every single day. I'm obsessed with the eucalyptus oil. They also have a affirmations deck, a journal, and then a curated Spotify playlist. You can use code Jennifer for 20% off, and I will also leave the link in the show notes. Hey you, you multifaceted being. My name is Jennifer Larkin and I'm the host of the Attracting Abundance podcast. I am a multi-business owner of a sustainable online boutique, a social media management business, and I'm a full-time fashion model. I have a lot going on and most of us do. So follow along this podcast to learn all about business hacks, all about sustainability, and really just anything that comes to mind because all of us are very multifaceted, like I said. Thanks for being here. Hey guys, welcome back to the Attracting Abundance podcast. This is episode 45. My name is Jennifer Larkin. Thank you guys so much for being here. Today we're going to be talking about some of the most commonly asked questions I get as a model. This will probably be on the shorter side. I'm not really sure, but it's something that I've been getting asked like a bunch of these questions for the last 11 years. So I thought it would maybe be beneficial and just maybe interesting for some people. I know I've made some new friends recently and then I just like have been getting asked these questions again. And I think it's really fascinating because this world is something where not a lot of people know about so I like to always just like shed light on these things as I think they're interesting and I think other people think they're interesting as well so three good things for me and just life update is that Alex took me on a little surprise date yesterday we went to Asbury Park New Jersey I think is what it's called it was like this little market it was so freaking cute and it was just such an ideal date day and I don't know if I brought up to you guys but I have been really into making like very specific vision boards lately and I made like one for the podcast, one for Ava the Label, one for all my content creation and then one for just like the summer of this year and really what I was going for on this mood board was like yeah like very specific things but also just kind of like the vibes and like the energy and kind of just like what was being evoked in these images i want to like feel those feelings and it was just perfect it was everything i wanted we like they had like some food and like some vegetables and then like literally ashwagandha tinctures jewelry crystals like clothing all this stuff so i got so much stuff i got this like really cool like juice from this specific tea plant that I like have never heard of before like I think it's roselle and it was it's like good for your health and it's so yummy and then I got some like fresh beets and really pretty flower bouquet so you know we got like a cute picture in the little farmer's market thing and I got like a crystal and I just got a couple other things like I got this vintage gold necklace I got a lot of things that I've been like really wanting but not really wanting to be like supporting like these bigger you know corporate companies like I talk about and I it was nice to just support all these small businesses there and then we went to the cutest restaurant it reminded me so much of like being in Italy or something we were on this picnic table and it had this like pretty pink umbrella and I got an Aperol spritz of course I was just pretending I was in Europe I got pasta it was so good and then we just like walked around and went to this really amazing antique store like I wanted everything in it I was like geeking out and of course I didn't get anything because I just don't need anything like that right now once I buy a house I think it'll be a different conversation but it was so fun and then also I we were talking to so many people there and they were telling us all about it and one of Alex's friends like that we had never met, but we've talked to him online. We met him there and we were like talking about being actual vendors ourselves because we both have businesses. So I applied to be a vendor for like the rest of the summer, like every Sunday there for Ava. So 
we'll see what happens. I'm, I would be stoked to do that because I just like, I know how to sell things. And like, I feel like the type of stuff I sell is so much better to like be talking to people and they can feel the materials and things like that. So I just know that at this point in my life, I really like don't have the capacity to have a storefront. And I think like the world of that is just going in a different direction. And I, it's kind of just feels like wasteful for me right now to just like have all this product in the shop when I can have like smaller quantities in, you know, my storage unit that I have everything in my apartment and then just buy as needed. So, but it's cool to go to like do things like vending. Like I did that at a retreat in Joshua Tree last summer and it was super successful and it was so much fun to like meet a bunch of women and they were all into it. And I got so many connections from that. I ended up being on someone's podcast because of doing that and stuff like that. So that's super exciting. The next thing is that I've just been super consistent with content creation lately. I'm really like proud of myself and I just want to celebrate that because I've just been making so much like video content and really trying to take it more seriously. Like if you do follow me on TikTok and Instagram, you know that I do take it very seriously. Like I'm very consistent. I post like five TikToks a day, every day, but I want to take it more seriously and just make like, I don't know, better videos. Like I'm trying to do just like more like creative editing, I guess. And I'm trying to like really get more into UGC content or user generated content and getting on these like platforms where I can apply to then get paid to make these videos because for a while I've just been doing a lot of like free UGC in exchange for product, which is just like not aligning with my energy anymore because it's just like pretty time consuming to like make no money. And I'd rather just like buy the products with my own money, honestly. So yeah, I'm like, this is the accountability. I'm stopping doing that because it's just like not aligning with me anymore. So if you're interested in like content creation, but you don't really know where to start, I feel like the UGC stuff is really cool. And I've heard some like really amazing stories of people making like tons of money from just doing UGC and you don't even have to put it on your own platform. And I think that's like, that's not like exclusive to any like age or sex, whatever, gender, anything, because everybody shops and every brand has different target markets. So I think it's just like a pretty cool new thing that's out there for people to do in a different type of way to monetize things and just talking like authentically or usually they'll give you like a script to talk about a product and then you just send to them, they pay you and then they use it basically like as an ad for the brand and usually it can be directly to the brand or also there's all these platforms that, you know, negotiate for you and do all of that like heavy lifting for you. And then the last update is that I've just been like really social lately. I think I said this last episode, but I really just like want, this is something that's such a big deal to me where this goes in waves in my life and I just want to like celebrate it that I've been like really balancing work and play recently and I'm just like really proud of myself for doing that because really like before I went to Germany I was very much in this way of like I don't have time, I don't have time, I'm working on my businesses like I'll make time for that later. And now I'm like, no, like my friends and my family and my social life is so important. And like the house isn't on fire. You know, I always say that like the house is not on fire. Like I will get to the work and I've been really trying to do like the, I I don't know if this is included in like the Pomodoro method, but like, you know, making the list of like the top three things you must get done for the day. And then if you like have other time, you can do something else. But if you only can get to those three, that's amazing. Celebrate that. And then like, get to the rest the next day or the next week. So I've been really trying to do that and it's been very, very helpful for me and just like my brain and everything. And then ever since I got Sasha on the podcast to talk about cycle syncing, I've just been really trying to take it more seriously. 
And I already knew about it before, but I think it's, like, anything where, like, you know about it and you do it for, like, a week or a month and then you kind of, like, fall off. And I just, like, really want to take it more seriously now because specifically after her coming on, I was, like, looking at my cycle and, like, looking at my phases and kind of, like, how I've been eating and doing things. And I'm, like, I'm living so out of alignment with these cycles. And it's, like, showing up in my body, like, in my skin, my energy, like, my sleep, like, all these things. And I don't want to feel like that. Like, I want to feel, like, the best to my ability, you know what I mean? So I actually like went in and I made like a really nice, just like Canva diagram for all the cycles, which I'm actually going to make into like a freebie. I was thinking as I was making notes, I'll make it into a freebie. I'll put it into the show notes and you guys can just like get it and just, you just have to like put your email in and it'll send it right to your email as a PDF. Um, and it just says basically like the significance of each cycle, like what to eat generally, what to avoid in terms of food and exercise and work and like if you should be social if you should kind of rest and things like that and then it tells you like which like phase it is like Sasha was talking about whether it's like winter autumn spring summer to kind of help you just like get into the rhythm of understanding and just like it's a formula where you just start to remember it off the top of your head so like right now I'm not there where I'm like I have this paper I printed out and I put it put it in my cabinet so I like can look at it every day to be like okay what should I be doing today and that's been really helpful for me. And I've only been doing that like over the weekend. But I realized that like I was in the end of my luteal phase and I was literally like drinking coffee, drinking alcohol, having like added salt, everything and like just fried food and stuff. And I was feeling like crap all like the whole entire weekend in terms of my energy. So I'm like really trying to do that. And I also found like a cool list from this blogger that actually made a list for every single cycle of foods that you should eat. So I'll put the link to her website if I can remember it and you guys can like download those for yourself or I'll just add it along in the freebie as well for you guys to make it easy. Um, And so yeah, those are kind of the updates in my life right now. So I'm just gonna tell you guys the card that I pulled from the Me Time kit. I like it a lot today. I'm really feeling it in my own life, but it's I release negative habits and fill my life with positive changes. I kind of stuttered. Let me read it again. I release negative habits and fill my life with positive changes. I love it. It's so good. So let's take our, do our little breathing like we always do. So just breathe in normally and exhale entirely out the lungs, out of the mouth. (sighs) Breathe in your nose. Hold it at the top and breathe out your nose. Hold and breathe normally. All right, let's get into it. So the first question that I get asked the most is, what brand do I work for? Or like, how does the whole process work? (laughs) It's pretty much to a T what the question is. So most people I feel like ask this question because it seems like most people think that models exclusively work for one brand. And this is mostly for people that like have never met me, have never seen my Instagram, like whatever. But I feel like that's kind of like what people think. And I don't think many people know that models have agents and not all models have agents, but most do. So to answer the question, like if you're lucky, you can get signed to a modeling agency or maybe you actually just don't want to be signed with the agency because you want to make like 100% of your pay. But with that, you are a freelancer if you're not with an agency and you have to negotiate and do all the heavy lifting yourself. And because maybe you don't know like the right way to like negotiate rates and things like that. And I have heard that when you're not with an agency, clients will take advantage of models thinking that they don't know what they're doing. 
and you might not make as much money if you were with an agency. So the 20% that the agency takes actually like kind of doesn't matter because you might have been making like a lot less if you weren't with an agency. That's just things that I've kind of heard. Um, and I feel like the appeal to really being with an agency is that they do all the heavy lifting for you. They pitch you, they can coach you, they can guide you, they negotiate your rates, like I said. They also have a huge arsenal of clients and relationships with these people where they just have, again, this arsenal, this list of people that they can just push your images out to. And like, that's how, basically this industry is just such a small world where like, there's all the same casting directors, like the clients, like people move around and everybody kind of knows everybody. So when you get in with these agencies, you basically just get all their clients and connections, which is what's really helpful helpful for you. And so like, as I kind of said, they'll usually take 20%. I've always only experienced the 20%, but it could be 10%, 15%, 30%. I think actually in Germany, it's 25%, which I found was different, but just the taxes are different there. Um, and then they actually take an agency fee from the clients. I'm, I'm pretty sure that happens every single time. Um, you know, if you're signed in these bigger markets like New York, Los Angeles, the UK, you know, Germany, whatever it might be. And I want to share that just because I did not know that when I was starting out at 16. I did not know that they were making like 40% and I'm making 80%. So it's just good to know because like you should never feel bad because they're making a lot of money off of you. Um, and then so because I am signed with an agency and like myself, I have never gotten an exclusive contract with a brand. I can work with any brand that wants to work with me. So it's it's always entirely up to the brand, like the company that comes to my agency and says, we want to work with her after, you know, they pitch me or they found me and they pitch to them. I always have the ability to say no, but usually I would want to work with them because my agency is pretty amazing and they kind of only get good work. But at the end of the day, I always have the ability to say no. I just like, this is my job and I have to make money. So it's kind of like any job. It's like, I just have to make money. So I'm probably going to say yes to every client that wants to work with me. And then really the only way that you would be exclusively working for one brand, it's usually like these higher brands, like Celine, Prada, like Michael Kors, like perfume things, like a lot of beauty and perfume campaigns. But the only way that this really works out and makes sense for a model is because they are willing to pay you so much money, like an entire year's salary to work with them. And that's why it's quote exclusive. And that again, it's the only way that it would make sense for a model because that would make them, it's exclusive. So you cannot work with anybody else for the entire year or maybe it's many years, many months. Like, again, it's all just dependent on the contract, but you wouldn't do that unless you're making like an absurd amount of money because you would lose out on potential like other clients and things like that. So again, this is like not really for the average model. Like most average models are just working with tons of brands. They're not like exclusively with one brand, but again, it happens. Like I just, personally don't know of anyone that that's happened to like my own like you know my own connections but i'm sure that happens with like supermodels and stuff like that like if you think about the basically commercials you might see where they use the same model for years and years like i'm thinking of like this one michael kors like video campaign with like perfume and like light blue and stuff like that is light blue michael kors i don't think so I forget. Anyways, that's kind of like when you would see that, but I don't think that's happening as much these days, like because of just like inclusivity and 
like for just multitudes of reasons, like having new fresh faces and people are like, whoa, who's that? But again, having that like exclusive face to a brand does kind of create like recognition for the brand. So like it still happens. Like if you think about like a lot of celebrities do this type of stuff with like Estee Lauder, you know, like Chanel, like perfumes, like Natalie Portman has the one like exclusive, like again, she does a bunch of other stuff. So it might be not be exclusive, but she's like the face of the brand for that specific perfume campaign. So anyways, that's a mouthful, but my agency gets me all of my work. I've been with agencies my entire career. I've had no interest in doing freelance because like the percentage is just worth it to me because like I do not have the time, I don't have the energy, I don't have the expertise to do what they do and negotiate the highest rates possible, especially cause like I'm trying to run all these other businesses. But even in the beginning, I was like, I have no idea how to do this. I was never even a thought. And like, obviously I was scouted. So it's like very different if you haven't been scouted. I think starting freelance and then getting found or pitched after you've been doing some of your own work could maybe be a good way to get into an agency. Um, and then, so number two is that people ask me all the time, like, do you get to keep any clothes? Which I think is so funny. And I think this is like just such a common question, which I understand because TV and movies and things kind of give off the impression that we get a lot of free stuff. And I would say, okay, so I've been doing this for 11 years, like the world of social media influencers, and you know, COVID virtual fittings, things like this have really changed this. But I would say for the most part, no. So a lot of times, like one, I'm getting paid like plenty of money where if I wanted to buy something, I can. And like, they're just paying me a good rate. Like they don't need to give me free clothes. And on one end, I would, or just like number two, I don't honestly sometimes want some stuff from the brands that I work with because I personally wouldn't wear it. So again, I've been working for 11 years. I've probably only gotten clothes for free like maybe four times. So like that's not a lot at all. And so the times I've kind of gotten the free stuff is like, one, I was working for Shopbop a lot. And every time you work with them, they would give you a discount code. So then you can go and shop and buy from Shopbop. So it's like you're putting money back into the company. So I would do that. And then I've gotten free stuff from Spanx because I was working with them a lot. And like, you're basically walking advertising for them because you're wearing it, you're telling people about it. And it's like, I was working with them a lot, you know? So it was like, they trusted me and things like that. And then same for Ruka. I had worked with them when I was living in LA, like at the beginning of my career, I was working with them a lot. And they really kindly gave me like the ability to buy a cart on their site. But again, walking advertisement, telling everyone about it, taking pictures in it, whatever. But I would say, again, because of the world of influencing and a lot of models have kind of just kind of become influencers in their own right because they have a lot of Instagram followers, they're probably getting a lot more free stuff, but they're probably not getting a lot of free stuff from like their paid modeling jobs. Like brands might be reaching out to them to send them free stuff. And then again, that is a source of income for models now where they are, again, influencers getting sent free product to just post about it. But like now with like more influencers and stuff and COVID and fittings and things like that, like I was saying, I have had two virtual fittings where they send me the product to try on. I take some photos, I send the photos to my agent or the directly to the client. But that's only happened to me twice since COVID started. And some of the stuff I just like honestly would not wear or like did not fit me perfectly. So I get more free stuff as an influencer on my own right than like I do all those deals. And I'm not really making a ton of money from that. So I don't really mind like 
kind of the balance I have with that. And then again, in the beginning of this episode, I was talking about doing more UGC stuff. So I want to do more like paid brand deals. That's why I'm trying to like grow on Instagram and things like that to just like diversify my income because in my mind, being an influencer is like the same thing as being a model. Like you're just, you know how to pose, you know how to take pictures, you're, you're basically selling and marketing a product. So that's like just kind of where I'm trying to get with it. But again, that answers the question. And then the last one I kind of have, like, again, these were kind of just the ones that were on the top of my head. And then I just have like a final note. But again, as always, feel free to ask me questions. I'm always available in the DMs. I have, you know, the Google form on my website. It's in the show notes. You can also always email me at attractingabundancepodcast at gmail.com. So the last question is, do you travel a lot for work? So the answer is yes and no. So sometimes, again, over the last 11 years, I really only did most of the bulk of my traveling in 2019. Besides me, you know, going from Pennsylvania to Los Angeles, then moving to Los Angeles and things like that. But for the most part, I've worked in, like during that time, I worked only in Los Angeles. And one, like one time in Philadelphia for Seventeen Magazine. So anyways, in 2019, like I was working a lot because it was like the peak of my career and that's, you know, I was working kind of all the time, but sometimes in that span of time, like for example, I was super busy in like the fall, winter, spring, and then I was like really not busy in the summer. And that kind of just happens. Like everybody's kind of like peaks and lulls and ebbs and flows kind of are at different times. And sometimes it just does not make any sense why. It just kind of is what it is. And so going more into like these more pandemic times, I've had like very long periods of time of not working at all. So again, it's yes and no. So sometimes I'm just like home for a really long time in Pennsylvania or when I was living in New York. And sometimes I'm flying a lot. So going back to what I was saying is in the peak of my career in 2019 before COVID, I was traveling like one to two times a month. And I was going to places like Cape Town, South Africa, Milan, London, Germany, and then more domestic flights like to Atlanta, Florida, Madison, Wisconsin, because I had like some consistent clients that I would go to. And then I was working in Philadelphia a lot. So that's kind of all I can think of now. I'm sure like I maybe went some other places I'm forgetting about because I've definitely been a lot of places. Um, And I'm really grateful as well because when I, again, I've only, like, I started my career, like, just because, again, it's, like, I'm not trying to, like, sound cooler than I am. Like, I'm being super honest with you guys that I started modeling when I was 16. I was still in high school. So I was doing, like, spring break summer until I graduated in 2018 or 2014, sorry. And then I moved right to Los Angeles, didn't go to college, and then I was there for, like, five months, went to college, quit the industry and I graduated in three years. So in three years, I did not model at all besides this one local boutique I was working with like from time to time. And it was just like to help out a family friend. And then when I graduated, I signed with my agency in New York and then I studied abroad, moved to New York, was modeling, all of that. So, and then, you know, I basically like 2018 was kind of a lull. I was starting out and then I only really worked and made like real money in 2019 and then I got hit by the pandemic and my career went to like a thousand to zero overnight and then I'm only just now restarting my career like several years later. I basically am feeling like I'm starting over again in 2018. So I only really had one full year of making really good money 
So in that year of 2019, I was super fortunate and grateful that I was able to make money, take time off and go on vacation when I was making this consistent money. So I went to places like Guadalupe, Bali. I went to, I enjoy cruises. I went to like Bermuda, some other places for like, you know, five day trips. And then I went to, you know, domestic trips to like New Orleans and the Jersey Shore and things like that. So it gives me the ability to also travel like on my own right. And again, I'm not about like just chasing clout. Like all the trips that I just said for like the ones for jobs, I'm there for like maybe 24 to 48 hours all the time. So I don't get to see places very often, like just to be transparent, like it sounds really cool and glamorous, but a lot of times I'm just like traveling for long periods of time, getting there, jet lag, go to sleep, wake up, eat food, go to the job, eat food, fly back. So that's just kind of like how it is. So if I'm being completely honest with you, I would actually kind of prefer to like work more domestically or just in New York City and in Pennsylvania and like Los Angeles and maybe have some of those domestic trips and maybe like an international trip every once in a while that I can maybe extend the trip. But again, it's like when I'm not consistently working right now and I'm trying to like catch, you know, I'm going to get into this in a second, but I'm trying to like get back on my feet traveling internationally is not really ideal because it's quite expensive for me to put up all these expenses before I get paid. And then I can't really afford to extend my trip right now. So it's like a lot of travel to be there for like no time. And also, I mean, again, I was just in Germany and the UK to basically just like help build my career up again. And I signed with new agents there and stuff. But flights abroad right now are so expensive where Nobody really has the budget or wants to fly a model from like New York to an international market, even if you're assigned with them for direct bookings, because it's just the rate of the flight is just like so much. And then you have to pay for the hotel and the models, like for the work and everything. It's just, it's not really happening right now. So that's basically just like summing up all of the questions. But then I just had like a couple notes extra of just like my own thoughts about this, because like, The thing about being a gig worker or like model is that, you know, I really can take off however many days that I want. Like it's kind of just like the idea of corporate work where it's like you have unlimited PTO, but no one really uses it because they don't really want to be seen like they're taking too much time off or like they're lazy or whatever. So basically I just end up being on call all the time. So like, yes, again, back to 2019 when I was working a lot and I was incredibly overworked. So I needed a lot of breaks. Because again, it's, I understand it's very glamorous, like there are worse things to be doing, but it's very hard work, like, and just like being like on flights all the time, which one like makes you really dehydrated, it fucks up your circadian rhythm, and all these sort of things, and then you're on your feet all day, there's flashing lights, there's people in your face, it's a lot of socializing, like, it's very taxing, like draining emotionally and energetically, So I really would like to take time off sometimes. So a lot, I would take off like four day weekends, five to seven day vacations every two to three, four months. And then I was actually getting a lot of blowback from my agent saying like, I'm taking too much time off, which I understand where they're coming from. But I also, it was frustrating to me because it was like, this is my career and this is why I chose the career because I like the flexibility. And like, that's what draws me to like doing this job because I like the freedom. And like, that's one of the main perks for me. And then like, I understand and like, 
want to share with you guys because I don't if again if you're trying to be a model it's good to know this that like if you take off a bunch of time and your agents have to keep telling these interested clients that you're like out of town or whatever it doesn't really look great and then the clients can only really keep asking so many times before they just like stop asking if you're available you know so then getting into some kind of like unglamorous realities of being a model because again I always kind of just like take this with a grain of salt because like there are days where I'm like so, so grateful for this career, but every job has like negatives. Like it's just inevitable, you know? And like, I would really like, I don't think there's any other job that I would rather do than this one. So it's just like, take it with a grain of salt. I'm just being transparent. Is that like going back to the idea of like being on call? Because like, again, I think this all sounds so glamorous. And although a lot of it is, a lot of it isn't. And I've had to like cancel anniversaries, like lunches with friends and family, nights out with friends and family, like many, many times because I've had to like fly somewhere very last minute or have a booking very last minute or like I'm away and I'm flying back home on a Friday night, like red eye, like by myself. So it's a lot of like being alone actually. So you kind of like have to get comfortable being by yourself and being with your own company, which I'm grateful that I really am. So it's not a big deal to me now, but it's just something to know. And the worst thing that probably ever happened to me in terms of this, like, quote, being on call is that my boyfriend and I had just got back from a pretty long cruise. It was, like, seven days. And then the next day I had a casting. And, and actually, we got home from the cruise and we, like, both got sick. And I, like, threw up that night. And then in the morning I just, like, miraculously felt better. And I had a casting and I went. And then my agent called me and was like, hey, you booked this job in um, Cape Town, South Africa. You're flying out tonight. And I was like, oh my God. And I had to like unpack from my cruise and like pack for the trip. And it was just like an insanely long, long travel experience. I think it was like, I don't even know. It was like almost 20 hours of travel. Like it was crazy. And all of that because like, one, this is my own fault, but like, I wasn't expecting this. Like I was on a seven day cruise where like drinking a lot, staying up late, lots of activities in the sun a lot. Like I was pretty drained where I just needed at least like one day to just like chill out, which I didn't have. So it led to like lack of sleep, being very flustered, which I don't do well being flustered and just like tons of anxiety. And I actually had a panic attack on the plane because I was sat in the middle seat of like, you know, a massive international plane of the four seater in between like two people who knew each other. So they were like talking over me and I just like completely lost it. But I was, end up, I was able to end up moving my seat, but it was just like, again, those are sometimes the things that happen. And the thing is for me, I'm six feet tall, so I don't really usually get to choose my seat on the plane because I usually book these jobs so last minute. So like there's usually not many seats available at that point. And because I'm so tall and I end up usually in like a window seat or the middle seat or something, it's like a nightmare for me because the aisle seat is just so much more comfortable for me because I'm taller and I'm also left-handed. <laughs> and so I've really just like come to hate to fly, which is like, I used to love flying. I thought it was so fun and exciting and now I'm just like dread it. Um, but anyways, whatever. Um, and then this is kind of like the main thing that is like really awful and people like Model Alliance are trying to really like change things in this way and like pass, you know, laws to basically have us more, give us more protect protection as models. So I usually don't get paid for work for like 90 days. I have also gone times where some of the biggest brands in the entire world have not paid me for like seven months. So again, it's sometimes really bad like that. And like, cause right now, like 
it, it changes from time to time. I'll get into it. But like when I am doing things for work and I have a lot of expenses, like, you know, right now I'm going to New York like once a week. Again, I don't live there. So I live in Pennsylvania. Like it's just kind of a part of it. Like I have to drive to New York because I don't live there. So again, I'm saving money on rent because I'm living here. So take this first three things with a grain of salt, but the rest is like very common is like I have to pay for gas, tolls, parking, you know, gas is so expensive right now. I have to pay for Ubers when I'm in other cities to get like from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel to the job, back to the airport. I have to pay for food because I'm always eating out at every meal in this other city. Like, you know, I have to have like usually lunch and dinner, like, cause they'll usually provide breakfast or, you know, and then like waters and things like that. So I'm often incurring like a lot of debt before I'm actually paid, which again, the job, is a lot more money than the debt I'm incurring. But when I'm like not making a lot of money, like for a while, like what happened with COVID, I'm, it's like been hard for me to get myself back on my feet because like before COVID and everything, I was doing really well. I had like a bunch of savings. And then over the two years, I had to just like rip through all my savings because I wasn't making any money for like almost a year and a, like, like over two years, really. And then like, Ideally, what happens is that like you're just working so consistently where you always have money coming in, like again, like a normal job and it's not a big deal. But when you're kind of like starting off, like when I started off in 2018, you know, I was taking a massive gamble until I started making consistent money and I'm kind of back to square one where it's like, yes, I'm working like a lot, but I'm not seeing any of that money yet, like still not seeing that money yet. So it's like kind of scary a little bit. (laughs) So like. Again, I'm not trying to scare you guys. I'm just really trying to be real and like I'm just trying to be authentic to like what's going on in my life just for transparency, for you guys to get to know me better. And just like if you're trying to do this job as well, it's really good to know that these things happen because it's again, if I didn't have like my support system, I'd be pretty screwed. Like I would have had to quit this industry already. And so anyways. I'm not trying to scare you guys. It's really just that I think that this industry just has such a gray area and like not a lot of people talk about it and I wanna be transparent. And like I've truly thought about many times in the last two and a half years of just like quitting this industry because it's been such a trying time with COVID. And like, I always think about like, what would I do if I didn't have this career? And like, luckily I do have a bachelor. So like I, but I haven't worked in that, like, I mean, I've worked my, for myself. I've had my businesses, so, like, it would probably be okay. But I've always kind of said, like, I would want to go to esthetician school or something or, you know, like, just get a full-time social media, like, salary job because the last two and a half years have just been really tough. But, again, not saying I'm doing that. I'm just trying to stay positive, see what happens. But that's just kind of where I am. And, like, that is why I went to Germany and the UK to kind of, like, revitalize my book and like get more clients. And when I came back to the States, I have been working really consistently. I just, I feel like once I start getting paid for all these jobs this summer, I'm gonna feel a lot different about this and my energy is gonna change a lot about it. But right now, this is just kind of where I am. And again, just reiterating, repeating myself, this is not to scare you. This is really just to be transparent if this is something that you're interested in. I think it's really important to know that this is a side of the industry and I'm hoping that things start to change and there's more transparency, there's more just like efficiency with paying models because it's just not fair for us to just sit around and not get paid over 30 days. Like 
the fact that we're over a net 30 just like does not seem right at all to me and like i said like model alliance is trying to fight for that so hopefully they've made a lot of like strides in the last couple years with their organization so i'm staying positive so stay tuned to what happens so thank you guys so much for listening as always make sure to follow us on instagram at at attracting abundance podcast you can get that cycle syncing freebie in the show notes that i talked about you can go to our site the link is in our show notes or it's just the link in our bio on instagram to access episodes to ask us any questions i've made it really easy to just like submit the questions via the website or via the google form about advice modeling entrepreneurship really anything i'm super open i would love to get more questions on the podcast and just do more like life updates and then just get right into the questions. I love those sort of podcasts. So thank you guys so much for being here. Love you. See you next time.